This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. On this vote, the yeas are 216, the nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. If you pay attention uh, every day, something new, it's like baseball. Uh, if you go to enough games, you'll go to the game and you'll see something new. For mm-hmm. the first time in history, a Speaker of the House was voted out of their position in Congress. It's not like Republicans can keep it doesn't speakers in the position for very long anyway. It doesn't feel, to me at least, unprecedented simply because there have been others that got in trouble and were asked to resign and did. But and st- this and is still a- others <laughs> who did not get in trouble that people just didn't like and were asked... I mean, even ones that served yeah. for a long time. Newt Gingrich, for example. He he was, you know, kind of forced to resign because people didn't like him. Even though he'd been there for, what, four or five years under his speakership? Something like that. Yeah. And the I guess the, the great thing about this is that, uh, you know, when you move to oust your Speaker of the House and you have a 44-day window to get uh, your budget approved before the government runs out of money again what's the first thing that uh, you do as uh, speaker pro tem uh try to get a new office i guess no you send everybody home for vacation oh. for uh, until next tuesday <laughs> sure why not I, I, if you're gonna do, I, if you're gonna do nothing <laughs> do it with style i was like what 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 i go you just moved to oust the speaker of the house yeah and the first thing you do is send everybody home on vacation Till next Tuesday. You don't understand our plans. <laughs> uh, I apparently don't because I thought that was um, just just ridiculous. But maybe I, I don't understand. Now, granted, I, I know that you know they probably because this this was done without any plan yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward, that you know Matt Gates, who by the way is a driving force behind getting everybody or getting everybody behind him to get Kevin McCarthy. Out, which, by the way, he didn't do. Um, th- there was no plan, you know, to in case we are able to get Kevin McCarthy out. Who will be our next speaker? What do you mean he didn't do it? With a plan? He, no. didn't, have, he didn't have a plan going forward. Uh, who's going to be the next speaker? Oh, Gates? Yeah. Oh. I thought you meant he didn't get uh, McCarthy out. That, that he did. That he did. Yeah, yeah, no, that he did. He didn't do it with a lot of support. The weird part was we heard this whole time about how the Republicans weren't happy with him and wanted him replaced and stuff like that. So when the final vote comes down, the ones who voted against him were every Democrat and eight Republicans, and that was enough. How stupid does this sound? All right. Now, the reason that Matt Gates wanted Kevin McCarthy out, and he's been saying it all along, he said, if you move to pass... Continuing resolution, mm-hmm. and Democrats support it. You work with Democrats to keep the government open. I will move to have you removed as yeah, Speaker that, of the that's House. That's exactly it. And that's he, what he happened. did not. He did not want any cooperation between Republicans and Democrats 
because I guess he goes back to, well, it was Gingrich that essentially invented it back in 1992, which is there's winning and losing, there's nothing in between. So what happens yesterday? Matt Gates, along with seven other far-right Republicans, the Freedom Caucus, worked with every other Democrat in the House <laughs> good point. to get Kevin McCarthy out. The thing that he bitched and moaned about, he did the exact same thing a few days later. Wow, it's not like a congressman to be a hypocrite. Oh, wait. It's exactly like a con- <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, you know how doctors take the Hippocratic Oath? I think uh, congressmen take, take the, the Hippocratic <laughs> Oath. <laughs> I well, promise I mean, to be a hypocrite and uh, say one thing and do another. Well, and when I saw the votes come down yesterday, and it was a close vote, and that I saw that there were only eight total Republicans yeah. who voted for it, and every single Democrat, I'm going, wait a minute, this is the exact same. I mean, Matt Gates needed help from the Democrats to get what he wanted done done. Yeah, the same thing that he gave as the reason he wanted Kevin McCarthy out of the speakership, Matt Gates just did the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, that's oh, I, I don't think that's irony. It's just... Stu- it's stupidity. Stupid. That's yeah, what it's yeah, stupidity. Right. It's not irony. That's stupidity. Um, you know, and, and, you can, and you can think, and I'm, and I'm curious how you think, uh, what you think about this. I, I know on a grand scheme of scale of things... You know, for us, it gives us something to talk about in news radio. You know, the House is working, you know, having to work through this. Um, this is something that they have to get get done. Um, we've got, you know, uh, an appropriations, what, 12 appropriations bills that have to be passed uh, before the middle of November. The government shuts down again. On the grand scheme of things, do you think Matt Gates was right? About? About? That McCarthy McCarth- had to go? Yeah, McCarthy had to go because he, he said that he didn't live up to his promises when he became no. the Speaker of the House. Yeah, I mean, he probably didn't le- live up to the promises uh, because he made those promises to people like Matt Gates instead of just taking the job and, or, you know. I mean, he had to, basically, you know, the 15 votes, he had to negotiate to get the job, and he negotiated his way out of the job. Unfortunately, yeah, for him. So I'm curious. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in this morning, um, uh, do you do you think it was necessary that Kevin McCarthy uh, get removed from his speaker's role? Also, who who would you like to see as the next speaker? It, it is interesting because you made made a point yesterday, and we'll talk more about this uh, this morning. Um, we'll talk about somebody that you brought up uh, as a possibility. And there were some thoughts that, okay, he probably wouldn't want it because he's uh, fighting blood cancer uh, right now, and that's uh, Scalise. Right. We'll talk about this this morning um, because a lot of people thought the same way as you, that he probably wouldn't want to because of you know the medical problems that he's going through. However, um, that may not be the case, <laughs> and um, I think he may be somebody that could easily get confirmed as as speaker over everybody else that might be mentioned there you go yeah we'll talk about that uh, a little bit more this morning plus if you want to get in uh, your thoughts please feel free 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless uh you can also uh email us chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com also on the way this morning as we get closer and closer to the uh, next game for the boise state broncos taking on san jose state we'll have another chance for you coming up 
this morning to win your Boise State football tickets. Absolutely free. We have more than anybody else. So if you'd like to win your tickets, uh, stick around. It will be another chance for you to text and win your tickets, but you have to listen for your cue to text. All right? We have a chance for you to win coming up this morning in the 9 o'clock hour. You listen for that cue to text. Be ready to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. And during the allotted time, everybody who enters will be in to the grand prize drawing to get uh, those tickets for the Boise State game. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, day two of the uh, Trump trial going on in uh, New York. Had some strange things happen yesterday. We'll get into that a little bit more all on the way. That's just some of the things we're talking about here this morning on News Talk KBOI. Another thing we're talking about, of course, is sports, as we always do, two times per hour. This is your first update this morning with Chris, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go when not only do you want lots of food, but it's some of the best food you're going to find anywhere. Highly suggest. If you don't try the biscuits and gravy at Pork Belly, um, maybe do a, a double shot because you get the gravy with it anyway. But chicken fried steak at Pork Belly, it may be the best chicken fried steak you're going to get anywhere. And it does come with the pork gravy. And, so. it's, and it's thick. Oh, uh, and lots and lots of food. So get in today. They open up at 7 o'clock every day. In the opening games of the Major League Baseball playoff wild card round Tuesday, Texas shut out Tampa Bay 4 nothing. Jordan Montgomery pitched seven shutout innings for the Rangers. Minnesota topped Toronto 3-1. Designated hitter Royce Lewis drove in all three runs for the Twins, hitting home runs in the first and third innings. For Minnesota, the win snapped an 18-game playoff losing streak dating back to 2004. Also Tuesday, Arizona beat Milwaukee 6-3. And Philadelphia down Miami 4-1. Today, the Rangers and Rays play at 1 p.m. on ABC. The Blue Jays and Twins at 2.30 on ESPN. The Diamondbacks and Brewers at 5 on ESPN2. And the Marlins and Phillies at 6 on ESPN. Did you see um, how few people went to that Tampa Bay game? It was 19,000. It was just short of of 20,000. The least amount of people to ever watch... A playoff game. How does Tampa Bay even have? I don't know a baseball team because well, if you don't get support team, during the playoffs. Their teams one. I mean, they're one of the better teams. Yeah. They have ninety nine wins, and, and they have been for a while. It's just like, how, where does your money come from when you're when you get you know, only nineteen thousand people show up? Basically, everywhere else it's like playoffs, and they sell yeah. out the game. In Tampa, it's like ah oh, playoffs. And you, <sighs> I mean, we've got what fifty thousand seats and nineteen thousand people at the mm-hmm. game. From the uh, Boise State women's tennis team, seniors Pauline Ernstberger and Shauna Heffernan reached the quarterfinals of the ITA All-American Championships. It's the best finish for in the uh, pre-qualifying draw from a Bronco doubles duo at the event in 15 years. In the first two rounds, Ernstberger and Heffernan defeated a pair from Penn and then one from Memphis. In the quarterfinals, though, they lost to Wisconsin. In singles, Ernstberger lost to number one seed Tanya Sosnuskia of Texas, then lost to um, Casilla Fodor of Purdue. And Boise State's other doubles team, Nicole DeCinza and Lorellis Marufo, lost to tandems from TCU and Arizona. Up next for the Bronco women's tennis team is the Beach Tennis Fall Tournament in Long Beach. It's this Friday through Sunday, and that's sports. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The odds of winning the Powerball are 1 in 292,201,338. In fact, you have a better chance of being hit by a meteorite than winning the Powerball. 
You have a better chance of becoming a movie star and winning an Oscar. Or winning an Olympic gold medal. We're hitting a hole in one and winning the Masters. You actually have a better chance of becoming an astronaut and walking on the moon. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> 1.2 billion dollars tonight. Holy Toledo. <laughs> Fourth largest uh, jackpot in uh, Powerball history. Uh, so once again, uh, drawing tonight. If you haven't got your tickets, you might want to hurry up and get that. We just heard from our producer. Um, he's very nicely. He's got his tickets already. Mm-hmm. Very nicely said to us that if he uh, wins tonight, he will continue to come to work until Friday. Yeah, he'll finish out the week, which is <laughs> mighty uh, mighty wow. nice of him. Yeah, super super nice. By the way, we had told you earlier this week. I, I had uh, read a report that uh, one of the other things, and this was just amazing to me, that your chances of dying while in line. To purchase your Powerball ticket are better is better than actually winning the lottery. Would you? Now, if if you won, would you finish out the week, or would you immediately become Casper the Ghost? No, I would finish out. I would go quite a while, mm. um, and you wouldn't know. Other than the fact that I'd be, uh, you know, walking about a foot or two off the ground, you'd yeah. you'd be wondering what's going on. But nobody would know, with the exception with, of maybe my with wife. Me, with me, it would be, hey, what happened to his attitude? <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, you, you might do that. My goodness. He... <laughs> because I would follow along with what uh, the experts say. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Sign it. Put it in a, a, a locked yeah. safe deposit. Get a hold of your attorney, your CPA. Hire another attorney or two. Um, and then uh, figure out what you're going to do, how you're going to... Uh, make your announcement because in Idaho you can't remain anonymous. So at some point when you turn that ticket in, and what do you have? One hundred sixty days, I, I, I think. think I after th- I think though you can set up a trust. Yeah, and you can uh, just say that the trust is the winner, and you can even call the trust like you know Idaho's newest trust or something like that. Which, which you can do that. However, Idaho says you must allow photographs. So you can set up the trust, but as soon as they see your picture. Uh, the jig is going to be up. Tell them you're uh, very concerned with COVID, and so you must wear a mask. (laughs) Also over your eyes. Uh, So anyway. I don't want to get that eye COVID either. (laughs) Yeah, you you wouldn't know for a while um, until uh, the last moment, once I got everything you know, in line with what I was going to do. And yeah. the, the whole trust thing, yeah, I would definitely, because then when One, I got phone calls from friends and family, I go, I have no control yeah. over my money. You have to go through my trust. I literally don't have control. <laughs> they hand out the money. I get a payment every year. So, no, I can't give you money. You sound like Kevin Hart. See, the way my bank account is uh, uh, set up, uh, trying to tell the uh, NBA players why he can't spend as much money <laughs> yeah. as they do. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. You want to email us and take part in the show? It's always encouraged. You can email Chris at kboi dot com, Mike at kboi dot com. Um, uh, once again, uh, if you can also text us if you would like it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. News coming up here next. Uh, on the way, uh, if you're headed to McCall, um, it, it just got really expensive to feed deer. We'll tell you why when we come back. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.42, he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening uh, in. I'd ask you uh, this morning to weigh in with your thoughts about uh, Kevin McCarthy getting removed as speaker. First time in history that it's ever happened. 
no name on this one, uh, probably rightfully so, um, says, why are you smearing gates so? Tell me how a doing nothing is noble. Our debt is growing faster than it ever has. Ukraine is sucking more money than our border. McCarthy is breaking his word, doing backroom deals with Biden, and you're upset with Gates. When did you become such a supporter of the uniparty leader McCarthy? What's wrong with standing up for what's right? Any moral Republican can be speaker. Oh, that's right. You don't even believe in paying back student loans. Thankfully, uh, Gates does. This, uh, this is stupid on so many levels, your email I'm talking about. Um, not you. I don't know who you are, so I don't know if you're stupid or not, but your email is stupid because we ask for your opinion. And when you give absolute lies, I- I'm going to call you out on that. Number one, I have never once, and Chris can back me up on this because he sits across from me all the time, believe that you shouldn't pay back your student loans. That's true. Fact number one you, that you, you just you are even, stupid about when it comes to, you even to something I've said. Uh, you even suggested that your kid who has student loans uh, keep paying them during the time that uh, you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. I have also never said that we should not deal with our growing debt. Again, Chris can back me up on this. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I have ever said is shutting down the government, in my opinion, is a bad way to go about negotiating because, and here's here's the main level why I said this is bad, it hurts Republicans in the next election. Seems reasonable. That's why I said I, I'm not against the fact that the government's debt is growing way too fast. I've never said that. I have only said that shutting down the government is a bad idea and a bad mm-hmm. way to get to that. Nothing good has ever come in the history of the times that the government has shut down. Can you show me one thing that has ever come good from the government shutting down when it's been done in the past? Because I can't come up with anything good. Now, as far as the um, slamming Gates, yes, I did, because Gates is guilty, and I just pointed out his hypocrisy that he claimed that Kevin McCarthy needed to be removed because he was working with Democrats to keep the government going and right. signing the continuing resolution. And then what did Kevin? Uh, what did Matt Gates do yesterday? He worked with Democrats because that's the only way that Kevin McCarthy gets removed as the Speaker of the House is working with the Democrats to vote him out. Only eight Republicans, Matt Gates and seven other Republicans voted to remove the speaker. That's it. The only way the speaker gets removed is if Matt Gates worked with the Democrats as he complained that McCarthy was doing to remove it. He is just being a hypocrite. That's the part that I complained about. So, yeah, uh, I want your opinion, but when you point out false facts, I'm going to call you out for that. All right. Thank you for your email, though. I appreciate your input. Uh, Cindy of Portland writes in, uh, little-known fact, Gates is the only congressman who voted against the anti-trafficking bill because it would have completely screwed up his social life. <laughs> Once again, I'm going to call that one out because that's not true. Yeah. But it's. I get your sarcasm, it's, but it's not re- true. It is rather humorous, but uh, again, yeah, probably... Uh, not the actual case. 
208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wire. It's time for another check on what's going on with sports again this morning. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Pork Belly. Open up for business on the way in just 15 minutes. Don't forget, don't want to get out of your car, but you have to have your coffee fix. Coffee drive through opens up at 7 a.m. also. The Boise State men's golf team on Tuesday wrapped up its appearance at the Mark Simpson Colorado Invitational in Boulder in 16th place. Will O'Connor was the top Bronco finisher at three over, which tied him for 41st overall. Drew Rinke finished uh, at seven over. Cole Ruick at 10 over. Ryan Meyer, 14 over. And Luke Cushman, 16 over. Boise State's Gavin Knight competed outside the Bronco team as an individual entrant and finished at 5-over, tied for 52nd. The team plays next at the Oregon State Invitational Monday and Tuesday in Corvallis. In the opening games of the Major League Baseball playoff wildcard round Tuesday, Texas shut out Tampa Bay 4-0. Jordan Montgomery pitched seven shutout innings for the Rangers. Minnesota top Toronto 3-1. Designated hitter Royce Lewis drove in all three runs for the Twins, hitting home runs in the first and third innings. For Minnesota, the win snapped an 18-game playoff losing streak dating back to 2004. Also Tuesday, Arizona beat Milwaukee 6-3, and Philadelphia downed Miami 4-1. Today, the Rangers and Rays play at 1 p.m. on ABC. The Blue Jays and Twins at 2.30 on ESPN. The Diamondbacks and Brewers at 5 on ESPN2, and the Marlins and Phillies at 6 on ESPN. That's sports. The home of the Broncos for 50 years, 670 KBOI, Boise. 93.1 KBOI-FM, New Plymouth. News Talk, KBOI. From ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. A house without a speaker. I will not run for speaker again. I'll have the conference pick somebody else. That is Kevin McCarthy following the move on Tuesday to oust him from his position. ABC's Jonathan Carl with more on McCarthy's brief possession of the gavel. He spent much of his speakership trying to appease people who were never going to be appeased, doing whatever he could to appreciate and get the support of the hardliners. And then in the end, it was only eight of them that voted to get rid of him. He could have been saved by Democrats. Uh, but in the end, he couldn't be saved by Democrats because he had alienated them so thoroughly during the course of his speakership. Also in Washington, ABC's Stephen Portnoy has more on the fallout. Amid the leadership crisis, Kevin McCarthy's allies are exacting revenge on Democrats for facilitating his ouster. Nancy Pelosi was advised late yesterday that the small workspace she was granted in the Capitol after she left the speakership is being reassigned today. Pelosi remains in California to attend the late Senator Dianne Feinstein's funeral tomorrow. She said in a statement that office space doesn't matter to her, but she mocked it as an important matter for embattled GOP leaders. Kaiser Permanente healthcare workers are walking picket lines this morning, part of a three-day walkout over staffing and pay. Here's ABC's Mola Lenghi. Negotiations are ongoing, and Kaiser Permanente says a strike is not inevitable, and it is certainly not justified, and that their goal is to reach a fair and equitable agreement that strengthens Kaiser Permanente as a best place to work. Major sticking points, pay and staffing. Five people shot, but none of the injuries life-threatening after shots rang out during homecoming festivities at Morgan State University in Baltimore. The campus no longer locked down, but the gunman is still on the run. And today, just after 2.15 Eastern time, you're going to hear an alert. Doesn't really matter where you are. We'll all get the same government's emergency warning sound at the same time. FEMA today conducting its once-a-year testing of all of our cell phones. You're listening to ABC News. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. On this vote, 
The yeas are 216. The nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. The office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. And with that, for the first time in United States history, Speaker of the House was voted out of their position in Congress. We're talking about it this morning. Your thoughts? Should it have happened? Should it not have happened? Others have resigned under pressure, but this is the first time that, uh, you know, somebody has been voted out. Let it go to this. Yeah. Um, so, so your opinions this morning, once again, uh, what do you think? Um, Text message in says, I feel the author of that email that you read on air earlier asking why you're smearing Gates was a blithering idiot. I feel it's a bad idea for McCarthy to be voted out. Um, Another one says, I'm embarrassed that our Idaho reps did not have the moral ability to stand with Gates. Idaho used to be a conservative state, but we do appear to be becoming more uniparty all the time. With Zuckerberg funds recipient Phil McGrain in charge of our elections, we may never have an honest election again. There's a reason why Idaho is no longer one of the most conservative states. Well, that's not true. We're fifth most conservative state in the nation out of out of fifty. That's pretty conservative. Hmm. Yeah, only seven other Republicans stood with Gates. Uh, here's one uh, text message. I do not think Matt Gates is a hypocrite for voting with Democrats. They were not voting for uh, any laws. So it's okay to vote with Democrats and look for support from Democrats uh, as long as you're not voting on a law. Is that what your opinion is? Yeah, apparently. That's where this individual draws the line. Interesting. Ha- Harry says the real irony of the speaker vote is that he was removed for cooperating with the Democrats. The eight Republicans that voted for his ouster did so with the cooperation of all the House Democrats. Uh, will those eight suffer consequences for cooperating with Democrats? By the way, there were only 426 votes. Uh, who were the nine that didn't vote? That I don't know. Uh, the person that it, uh, I had basically slammed for getting some of the comments in his email or her email, since they didn't put their name, said, everything I said was truthful. You may not remember saying it and may have only been in jest, but after saying your other children were upset because they had to pay back their student loans, you quickly said, if the government forgave them, maybe you wouldn't have paid them back either. Uh, Next, so according to you, Gates should not vote to change the status quo. Vindictive Democrats would vote alongside him to remove McCarthy. Last I checked, integrity doesn't look around to see who else is with him? Uh, no, he can do that. I just say it's hypocritical to say that you're voting Kevin McCarthy out because he worked with Democrats, and then you, yeah. just days later, work with Democrats. Basically, you do the same thing he just accused also, Kevin McCarthy of also, doing. Also, I'll go ahead and echo, I think it's really stupid for the two parties not to work together in the first place. Mm, I Back in 1992, that. Newt Gingrich essentially came up with this idea that you either won by yourself or lost by yourself, but there was no working with the other side. And I don't know. I just think that was really stupid. And we talked about this earlier. You cannot get a bill passed. You cannot do anything in Congress without cooperation, bipartisan support. Whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a Republican, you can't do it. Nothing can get done. So you have to have negotiations and work yeah. together in some way, well, because essentially, shape, or form. Essentially, no matter what you do, half the country isn't going to like it yeah. at any given time, and half the country is. This is uh, Kevin McCarthy yesterday after being voted out. He held a press conference, and he had some comments. In case you missed that, thought I'd let you hear it. The one thing I will tell you is 
doing the right thing isn't always easy, but it is necessary. I don't regret standing up for choosing governing over grievance. It is my responsibility. It is my job. I do not regret negotiating. Our government is designed to find compromise. I don't regret my efforts to build coalitions and find solutions. I was raised to solve problems, not create them. So I may have lost a vote today, but as I walk out of this chamber, I feel fortunate to have served the American people. I leave the speakership with a sense of pride, accomplishment, and yes, optimism. From the day I entered politics, my mission has always been to make tomorrow better than today. I fought for what I believe in, and I believe in this country of America. My goals have not changed. My ability to fight is just in a different form. You need two 18s. Unfortunately, 4% of our conference can join all the Democrats and dictate who can be the Republican speaker in this House. I don't think that rule is good for the institution, but apparently I'm the only one. I believe I can continue to fight, maybe in a different manner. I will not run for speaker again. I'll have the conference pick somebody else. I hope you realize that every day I did the job, regardless whether you underestimated me or not, I wanted to do it with a smile. Hi. Once again, those are some of the comments uh, yesterday from Kevin McCarthy after he was uh, voted out. So who, who is next? I mean, we know that Kevin McCarthy isn't going to run again. He could have after being voted out. He could have run. He could have fought again. Uh, but he said he is not going to. Uh, McCarthy's logical successor um, would be Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana. Um, he is liked and adored by conservatives, respected by moderates, but he unfortunately is also battling multiple myeloma uh, blood cancer right mm. now. So he's got some medical issues. However, there were people who said they didn't think that he would want the job because of those medical issues. However, there are sources saying that last night he was placing phone calls to congressmen trying to drum up support to become Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there have been other Speakers of the House that proved that you didn't have to have, uh, you know, even 1% of your health to keep doing the job. Uh, this one's not signed. It says, to the person who wrote in accusing Casper of everything, you think what you have is integrity. It isn't. The truth is you are an a-hole. <laughs> Now, be nice. Be nice. You can't even tell who, uh, you can't even uh, say the person's name to be nice They just because they wrote in anonymously. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, your thoughts, multiple things. Do you think uh, what Gates did? Here was correct. One other thing Kevin McCarthy did say, I asked, um, you know, it, it, what advice do you have for the future Speaker of the House? Because we're eventually going to have a new Speaker of the House. Um, his one piece of advice was get rid of the rule that one person can uh, call for your ouster. Because that was a rule that he agreed to when he got voted in 
Um, yeah. You know, it took 15 votes to get voted oh. in. He said, all right, fine, to be Speaker of the House, I will allow one he, person to be able to ask for me to be removed. He probably didn't worry about it simply because, uh, yes, one person can ask for you to be removed, but it still takes a, a full a vote of a full House. Unfortunately uh, for him, he lost the vote of the full House. We'll talk more about this throughout the morning. Get your thoughts. Also, what did Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House, was uh, also didn't? I mean, he served. He served like four years, but he was forced to resign because people didn't like what he was doing. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the uh, ouster uh, also, and continue to take your input. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wires. You can also email Chris at kboi.com and Mike at kboi.com. Let's get a check. On uh, what's going on in the sporting world once again, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They are open for breakfast. They are open in the coffee drive through if you want. Don't forget, if you call ahead, you can order off their menu uh, and pick up your order. You can't order in the coffee drive through but you can pick up your order through the coffee drive through And to do that, you just check out the menu at theporkbellyidaho.com. From the Boise State women's tennis team, Seniors Pauline Ernstberger and Shauna Heffernan reached the quarterfinals of the ITA All-American Championships. It's the best finish in the pre-qualifying draw from a Bronco doubles duo at that event in the last 15 years. In the first two rounds, Ernstberger and Heffernan defeated a pair from Penn and then one from Memphis. In the quarterfinals, though, they lost to a pair from Wisconsin. In singles, Ernstberger lost to number one seed Tanya Sosnuskia of Texas, then lost to Casella Fodor of Purdue, and Boise State's other doubles team, Nicole DeCinza and Lorellis Marufo, lost to tandems from TCU and Arizona. Up next for the Bronco women's tennis team is the Beach Tennis Fall Tournament in Long Beach. It's this Friday through Sunday. The Boise State men's golf team on Tuesday wrapped up its appearance at the Mark Simpson Colorado Invitational in Boulder in 16th place. Will O'Connor was the top Bronco finisher at 3-over, which tied him for 41st overall. Drew Reinke finished at 7-over, Cole Ruick at 10-over, Ryan Meyer 14-over, and Luke Cushman at 16-over. Boise State's Gavin Knight competed outside the Bronco team as an individual entrant and finished at 5-over, tied for 52nd. The team plays next at the Oregon State Invitational Monday and Tuesday in Corvallis at Sports. 6.70 a.m. and 93.1 FM. Casper and Chris. News Talk. KBOI. We're up 23 right now. Basically, you call that flat uh, ahead of the opening here on the futures uh, market. Um, but there was some bad news this morning, which is weird because now we're up after being down, what, over 400 yesterday on the down? Yeah. I mean, we're seeing a slight tilt to the upside as we're heading into the open. All three major U.S. indexes uh, in in positive territory, which is certainly good after the sellout that we saw yesterday, which was largely due to the significant rise in yields that we saw. And we've seen yields lower a bit, which means uh, bond prices are coming up a bit. Um, but that's still obviously top of mind. And the reason that we're seeing this uh, this turmoil in the bond market is around is a, por- a portion of it is the interest rate conversation. So now we fast forward to these these data sets that our central bank is using to consider where they move interest rates. And one of those data sets that came in today was the private payroll report from ADP. And it showed that last month, private job growth totaled 89,000 for the month. Now, why is this important? Is it's, it's, a significant drop from the month of August where we saw 180,000 job, job, 
jobs growth, and it was well below the 160,000 estimated for the month of September. So bottom line is this is the smallest monthly gain that we've seen from ADP since the beginning of 2021. So again, if we're looking at the, the, the state of the central bank, looking taking a very close look at employment and wages, if we're starting to see this trend down, then there is a little bit of a sigh of relief from investors thinking, okay, if we're getting a cooler than anticipated jobs report, then maybe the Fed takes their foot off the gas pedal, which can kind of give us a, a, a bit of relief, which is what we're clearly seeing today. So again, we get the Bureau of Labor Statistics report on Friday. So again, the, the ADP report is just private sector labor. It's a private sector labor market, and it's based on the actual payroll data from more than about, it's about 25 million U.S. employees. But the, the Bureau of Labor Statistics report, which is the, you know, the official report from uh, private and uh, non-private jobs, that's re- released on Friday. And that might move the needle a little bit more, but if it follows this trend that we're seeing with ADP, we might see more of this uh, sigh of relief from the market and get a bit of a recovery. But I mean, yesterday was a pretty knee-jerk reaction. Um, obviously, a big sell-off, but that concern around the that, Treasury market with yield still there. Yeah, okay, that was my question. Did yesterday's uh, sell-off? I mean, it was across the board, um, uh, especially with some of the bigger tech companies. It, that had a lot to do with the bond market, didn't it? Oh yeah, yep, one hundred percent. It was, it's, and that's kind of been the case uh, to an extent when we've seen this volatility. In the equity market, I mean, what, and we got to look at what drives the equity market, what drives stocks long term. It's profitability, it's outperformance in earnings, and that largely did that. Even though expectations were lowered the the previous earnings round, but companies are still profitable; they're still making money. So, what's really drawn this drawn this um, this volatility and this downward sentiment on the stock market? It is the bond market, and that is in line with interest rates. And again, when we are dealing with high interest rates, bond prices get suppressed. And oh boy, did we see bond prices get suppressed yesterday with a little okay. bit of rally today. But it's all around interest rates right now and where we feel interest rates are going and the bond market trying to price it in. All right. Uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, things once again today. Get a couple more updates throughout the day and then talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jens. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The House is expected to remain in recess for another week. Republicans will huddle on Tuesday to hear from those seeking the speakership. The aim is to choose a new Republican leader by Wednesday. Two names now being mentioned, current House Majority Leader Steve Scalise and Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. Both enjoy widespread favor within the GOP caucus. Scalise is undergoing treatment for blood cancer. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you uh, want to weigh in today, your thoughts, uh, was this needed? Was Kevin McCarthy um, removal, was it something that should have been done? Or do you think this was uh, maybe not the smartest move by Matt Gates and his seven other Freedom Caucus members who got support from every other member of uh, the Democrats to vote Kevin McCarthy out? Your thoughts on this? Uh, text message in uh, says, uh, how come it's okay to have Scalise run for speaker when he has medical issues, however, with Fetterman, you were all over him to resign. Is it because he's a Democrat? Um, first of all, I have never once said that Fetterman should resign. True, neither have I. Um, and I didn't say it was okay for Scalise to run for speaker. I merely stated he was the leading candidate for speaker. The only thing I said about uh, 
Fetterman is, I I think it would be best if he would wear a jacket and tie. <laughs> oh, and he has to now. Um, by the way, and I have never said, uh, like I said, Fetterman should resign. Um, and if you're comparing a congressman who's in, who has blood cancer and is fighting blood cancer um, to someone who can't carry on a coherent conversation because of the effects of a stroke, now that's, that's completely ridiculous. The CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, it's $74 million, you know, collectively earning that. You know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, I don't this is my message. So uh, how many yachts do you need? I don't, I don't, I don't know what he was trying talking, to say there. I think I I he was he, talking about billionaires. Yeah, he was. Okay, I have a, a billion dollars. I'm going to try to get a hundred billion. Um, I think he was trying to quote a scene from Wall Street. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, didn't go very well. Um, so, I mean, if you're comparing somebody who's, uh, you know, fighting a blood, blood cancer to somebody who can't carry on a conversation, you got you got two different problems that are going on um, right there. He's getting better all the time, though. <laughs> 208-336-3700. Uh, that was just two weeks ago. Is he yeah. better, better yeah, he's, he's this been, week than I He's been getting better in the last two weeks. <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, your thoughts? Was this a good thing that uh, Kevin McCarthy... Probably better right now than he was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> ...was um, uh, voted out as uh, Speaker or uh, could be problematic for Republicans. Go ahead and weigh in. We'll talk about this throughout the morning. Uh, right now, time for a final check on what's going on with sports. Once again today, brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Open every day, seven days a week, two, uh, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get in. Breakfast. Or lunch. Uh, by the way, even if you get in for lunch, they will serve breakfast during lunchtime, too. So don't worry. There's not a cutoff like there is at, say, Mickey D's at, at 10 o'clock. You can't order breakfast anymore. You can still order breakfast up until 2 o'clock. In the opening games of the Major League Baseball playoff wild card round Tuesday, Texas shut out Tampa Bay 4 nothing. Jordan Montgomery pitched seven shutout innings for the Rangers. Minnesota topped Toronto 3-1. Designated hitter Royce Lewis drove in all three runs for the Twins, hitting home runs in the first and third innings. For Minnesota, the win snapped an 18-game playoff losing streak dating back 19 years to 2004. Also, Tuesday, Arizona beat Milwaukee 6-3 and Philadelphia downed Miami 4-1. Today, the Rangers and Rays play at 1 p.m. on ABC. The Blue Jays and Twins at 2.30 on ESPN. The Diamondbacks and Brewers at 5 on ESPN2. And the Marlins and Phillies at 6 on ESPN. From the Boise State women's tennis team, seniors Pauline Ernstberger and Shauna Heffernan reached the quarterfinals of the ITA All-American Championships. It's the best finish in a pre-qualifying draw from a Bronco doubles duo at that event in 15 years. In the first two rounds, Ernstberger and Heffernan defeated a pair from Penn and then one from Memphis. In the quarterfinals, though, they lost to Wisconsin. In singles, Ernstberger lost to number one seed Tanya Sosnuskia of Texas, then lost to Casella Fodor of Purdue. And Boise State's other doubles team, Nicole DeCinza and Lorellis Marufo, lost to tandems from TCU and Arizona. Up next for the Bronco women's tennis team is the Beach Tennis Fall Tournament in Long Beach this Friday through Sunday. That's sports. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The new ordinance will mean a $100 fine for a first offense. 
CBS2 reports subsequent violations will be treated as misdemeanors. McCall Mayor Bob Giles stated, This step aligns with the values of many in our community who champion environmental conservation efforts and sustainable practices. By restricting deer feeding, McCall seeks to minimize the impact on the natural behaviors of these animals, promoting their overall well-being, and ensuring a balanced ecosystem. Uh, John and Meridian uh, wrote in, uh, Hey, Mike, about five or six breaks ago, you said it's going to cost more to feed deer. I don't give a rat's behind about the speaker BS. I just want to know about the deer. <laughs> Keep your word. I am keeping my word. I just I give you a tease. And see, it worked out. You wanted to hear it, and you stuck and, around and, for that. It worked. Then you milk it. Yeah, yes. Uh, McCall City Council unanimously passed an ordinance prohibiting uh, the feeding of deer within city limits. $100 fine if you get you know, caught. I bet they didn't let a single deer vote. Probably not. A $100 fine for your first offense. As you heard in that report, subsequent violations will be treated as misdemeanors. So this could be really expensive. Now, I don't know how big a problem feeding deer are. Now, I was up there in August for a golf tournament, and it must be a fairly big problem because there were a deer and two babies as we were leaving the uh, golf tournament and i stopped they were right alongside the road i stopped and rolled down my window and the deer mama deer came right up to my window Mm -hmm. i didn't have anything to feed so i didn't feed it but i did stick out my hand and she licked my hand deer aren't supposed to do that (laughs) so i think that deer has been fed before part of the problem is and you kind of hit on it that they're uh, they've been fed so much they're not afraid of humans and as such, they tend to not be afraid of traffic too much either. No. And I mean, if you're a deer, why wouldn't you stay within city limits? Because number one, it's illegal during hunting season to shoot a deer within city limits. So they're safe from, you know, becoming yeah. beef jerky. I wonder if they know that. I think they do. I think there's an innate built in sense that they do. You know that they don't become beef jerky, right? No. Deer jerky. Deer jerky. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also know that there's not too many probably natural predators like wolves or bear that are going to come in with in a whole town, bunch yeah, of right. other people in city limits. So, not you unless know, they discover the deer there. Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of safe for them. Um, but, yeah, it unanimously passed. So this is just a warning to you because I know a lot of people are still going up. Um, in my opinion, fall is one of the, my most favorite times uh, to be in, in Macaw. It's just one absolutely the, beautiful as the leaves the are changing. Four best seasons up there. I but think. don't feed the deer, or your trip to McCall could become a little more expensive. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, John, I hope that helps with your frustration this morning. I hope you feel a little bit better. Um, <laughs> thanks for sticking around for the story, though. We'll take more of your phone calls and emails. What about the deer? <laughs> Coming up uh, once again this morning, uh, we'll talk uh, more about Kevin McCarthy. Who would you like to see? Was Kevin McCarthy in the right? Was uh, Matt Gates? in the right for having kevin mccarthy removed um what do you think happens next you can go ahead and weigh in with your thoughts you can also email chris at kboi.com mike at kboi.com still on the way uh trump trial is continuing uh day number three once again today um there were some issues yesterday we'll talk about uh new judge's order and what you think about that on the way too
The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Former President Trump is returning here for his civil trial after he was hit with that limited gag order. He angered the judge with a social media post disparaging the judge's law clerk. And Judge Arthur Ngoran scolded Trump about personal attacks on court staff and warned of serious sanctions if it happens again. Hmm. Gag order issued yesterday as we get underway. Uh, day number three of the Trump trial. Um, they're just showing up for short court day number three. Uh, Judge Arthur Angoran issued the gag order on making public remarks against uh, his staff members. So does that mean he can't uh, get in front of the cameras at all? No, I think he can still talk about the case. He just can't blast either court members or court well and staff it, or he, people he had, that work for the judge. He had posted something about the the clerk and said that the clerk was the girlfriend or boyfriend, I don't even know which, of somebody, and that it was... Uh, girlfriend of Chuck Schumer, because that, that's a picture what it was, of yeah. the two of them, yeah. And apparently that is not true, but he thought that was a, a conflict of interest if it was true. I, I have a couple of takes on this. Um, number one, and... This is kind of more of a question. Usually, gag orders are usually issued to protect against influence, uh, influencing the jury or influence, influencing a possible jury pool. In this case, there is no jury, so does the judge think he can be influenced by Trump's statements? <laughs> no, if I, my guess is he can just be annoyed by them and doesn't want to. So uh, the other question I have is, uh, is this a problem with First Amendment rights? No. Why not? Because doesn't it doesn't apply to when a judge gives you a gag order. Says who? Says the law. Um, I have. I guess you're going to have to show me that law. It's not in the Constitution. It's just a law. Yeah, you're, they're, they're I, not. Like I said, you're still going to have to show me that law. They're where not it says, all in the Constitution. I, I didn't say it was in the Constitution. All right. I said you're going to have to show me that law, not the Constitution, where you're not allowed to give your opinion. I, I understand if it's going to influence a jury. There is no jury here. He's giving an opinion about something somebody in the case that doesn't have anything to do with necessarily the decision of the judge making the case. So what's, why is his opinion not allowed? To, that, that's the part where I go, this to me seems like it would be a First Amendment problem that you're going to be punished by the government for Let's see here. giving an opinion, whether it's right or wrong. Gag orders issued by a court government or private entity require an individual to refrain from making public comments. Typically judges issue injunctions barring trial participants, including attorneys, litigants, and witnesses from discussing trial related material outside the courtroom and general courts have held that gagging people involved in trials is more acceptable than similar orders issued against the press. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. In Gentile versus State Bar of Nevada, the Supreme Court held that attorneys who make out-of-court statements are not entitled to the same level of protection as the media, which the media is entitled to what? First Amendment, right? Mm -hmm. uh, gag orders on the press represent a form of prior restraint and are seldom upheld. Uh, let's see. This mostly goes on about the media. Oh, yeah. some see gag orders as First Amendment threat. Here we go. Across appellate court jurisdictions, judges strike down as well as uphold gag orders. 
uh, the most gag orders go unchallenged. Opponents of gag orders argue that judges should be subjected to strict standards before gagging trial participants. Uh, They also contend that judges frequently use gag orders without looking at viable alternatives and charge that many orders are too broad and should be limited to specific information. In addition, they hinder the news-gathering abilities of the press and restrict the flow of information to the public. In short, many civil libertarians, uh, which I'm guessing uh, you must be at least a percentage, and uh, journalists see gag orders as a threat to the First Amendment guarantee of a free press, while judges see them as inherently necessary to maintain the integrity of the ju- of the judicial process. And, and w- once again, I, g- I get gag orders. You know, when you're trying to protect right. uh, a jury or a jury pool from undue influence, um, Trump is not a member of the press. Uh, Trump is the person who is being sued here. Yeah. So you think he would be given wider latitude. And the fact that there is no jury, you would think there would be given um, some latitude because the judge should be able to ignore anything well, that Trump says about his I mean, opinions about is, him or the court. This is reporters. Trump, so he's going to reach more people uh, you know, talking about it than anybody else. So chances are the first few days he was given latitude, but apparently yesterday wasn't. And once again, that's why I asked the question is like, uh, does anybody see a problem with, you know, First Amendment here? Because he is just giving his opinion. But the law generally says that the uh, person presiding over any trial is the judge. And that's outside the courtroom as well when it's the trial is still going on. And that if you disobey orders of the judge, they can hold you in contempt of court and put you in jail. Yeah. And I understand all that. I wonder, uh, I wonder if he's going to try it. You know, uh, challenge, like, go ahead and... Well, here's my other and, take on uh, this. Tweet or whatever he calls it, something. This is, this is my other take. He, he, he's probably not, because I have another take on this. Um, because I said, I don't understand why he is doing what he is doing with the judge, with the, the, the staff, like this opinion that he made with the staff, calling her Chuck Schumer's girlfriend because she was in a picture with Chuck Schumer and claimed that she's the one that is running this whole case. Um, and just continually poking the judge, poking the bear. Has Trump already decided, and this is just my opinion, has Trump already decided that he has lost this case and doesn't care because he's going to appeal anyway, and so it just doesn't matter. He's just going to continue poking that bear because he knows he's lost. He knows he can't win in this court with this judge, so he's just going to do whatever he wants and then take his chances on appeal. That's a a distinct possibility. I'm not saying that that's true. It's just like I I still have I go, man, this is the judge that is going to make a decision on whether or not you're going to pay hundreds of millions of dollars in fines. You would think you would be somewhat polite or nice to him because he's making decisions about you and your company's, you know, livelihood. And he just, it seems like he just doesn't care. Well, Trump's strategy is, is often different than others. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We can talk more about this and your thoughts uh, on the way right now. I'm going to take a break. When we come back, we've got a $50 gift certificate uh, once again to give away Bonefish Grill. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Uh, we'll get to that right after Bronco Sports Today.
Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, the number 47th ranked Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in the world for 2023. Talking about three continents, 12 countries, and over 1,500 brokerages. And this little brokerage right here in Idaho is ranked number 47th in the world. For all your real estate needs, call today, 208-888-4128. All right, question today. Sheila's going to get first crack at it. Sheila... Oreo Cookies, the largest cookie-producing company in America. What's the second largest? I'm going to say Nabisco. Nabisco. That's a very good guess. That is not correct, though. Keep keep trying. Good try, though. I think that's what I said, too. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Teresa. Teresa, Oreo, largest cookie-producing company in America. What's the second largest cookie-producing company? Well, I... Think everybody loves chocolate chip. How about Chips Ahoy? Chips Ahoy, another good guess. Uh, No, that's not it. Keep trying. Uh, Rick, what is the second largest cookie producing company in America? Hello? Yes, Rick. uh, Keebler. Keebler, another good guess. Not correct. News Talk KBY, who's this? Yeah, did someone already guess Kellogg? Uh, Kellogg is not correct. Keep okay, keep trying. Newstock KBOI, who's this? Oh, they hung up. Uh, Newstock KBOI, who's this? Hello? Yeah. All right, uh, give him a chance. Newstock KBOI, uh, who is this? Tasha. Tasha, what is the second largest cookie producing company in America? Is it Keebler? Keebler is not it. No. That was already big. All right, one more, and this will become our impossible question. Uh, Newstalk KBOI, who's this? This is Ralph. Ralph, what is the second largest cookie-producing company in America? Oh, probably Walmart. Walmart is another good guess. That is not it. Good try. All right, we uh, officially have not a damn near impossible question, but an impossible question. The Girl Scouts are the second largest cookie producing company in America with around $800 million a year in revenue, only behind Oreo in producing cookies. All right. The good news and the bad news is uh, we did not give away our $50 gift certificate to Bonefish. That means we will still be giving it away sometime before 10 o'clock. Keep listening in. You won't have to answer a question. Be ready to call at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Don't call now. Be ready to call. We'll tell you when you can call. Sometime within the next 45 minutes, we'll give this away. Still on the way, we also have Boise State football tickets for the game against San Jose State Saturday night. You'll have a chance to win those coming up in the 9 o'clock hour when you are told to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. You do that. One person will be chosen at random to get those tickets once again for Saturday night. Phone lines open. We'll take a break. News coming up next. We'll be back to your some of your phone calls and your emails uh, talking about uh, the possibility of who might be the new Speaker of the House. And do you agree? Should Kevin McCarthy have been removed or do you disagree? We'll talk about that uh, and we'll talk about uh, a little more of the gang order put on by the judge in the Trump case yesterday as day number three gets underway. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
that's really a mystery. It could have just been an error that they waived the possibility, the opportunity of requesting a jury trial. Or maybe there was sort of a political uh, calculation that he could play victim. But I think that's highly unlikely. The uh, third day of uh, Trump's civil trial in New York gets underway today after a judge ordered a gag rule yesterday uh, against Donald Trump uh, from talking about uh, the judge or any of the court employees after uh, he made a statement on uh, True Social. That last quote, they were talking about the fact that his lawyers did not check the box that said uh, jury trial. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it wasn't on purpose, as the story goes. Right. And there's still some um, thoughts both ways on that. Um, one of the attorneys said that in this particular case, they said that they weren't allowed to have a jury trial, and that's why they hit the request, no jury trial. Uh, the judge says neither side asked for a jury trial, and we had told you yesterday um, that in certain instances like this case you are not allowed to have a jury yeah. trial but it's usually for less than fifteen hundred dollars in damages and right. this is way above fifteen hundred dollars right. in damages so uh, i mean it asking for a jury trial doesn't mean you'll get one the judge still no. has to decide yeah the judge still could have said nope not asking does mean you won't get one yeah uh gary and Nampa, thanks for being patient you're on news talk kboi yeah, I, I've heard the theory that Trump figures this is a weakest case against him and he's showing up for it and acting the way he is because he thinks he can trivialize, show, show, how, show how trivial this case against him is and that might delegitimize some of the other cases against him as well. You think it'll work? It, it, almost anything will work to sway public opinion. Whether it works yeah. enough is a different question. That's a good point. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I, and I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, public opinion isn't, you know, what makes the ultimate decision in a court case. And I, I guess public opinion, uh, opinion and how much it can sway a judge comes down to probably how strong the judge is. Uh, Jerry writes in, Trump posted the clerk's picture, address, and phone number and associated her romantically with a prominent Democrat. It wasn't just an opinion. Stop trying to defend the pig. Um, Jerry, I'm not trying to defend Trump. I'm defending the First Amendment. I'd ask the same question if this was done to Joe Biden. Not defending Trump. I'm defending the First Amendment. By the way, uh, you might want to get your information correct. He did not post uh, the address and phone number of the clerk. Trump posted on True Social yesterday, uh, attacking the clerk, claiming she was the girlfriend to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, a New York Democrat, and showing a picture of the two of them together. How disgraceful, he wrote. He did not post the name and address and phone number. Uh, of uh, He posted the name, but not the address and phone number. Clerk's name and location. I, I, who, who was that that wrote that in? Was it Jerry. Jerry, okay. This was Lauren, very similar. Please tell Mike that Trump didn't just give his opinion. He posted the clerk's name and location and accused her of sleeping with a high-ranking Democrat. Judge made him delete his post. Can you imagine what his uh, fanatics would do to this woman who just showed up to work one day and Trump happened to be at her workplace? Trump is the lowest level of a human being. I cannot wait until our country doesn't have to worry or even think of the man.
You might have a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> I don't think this waiting. week is going to work for you. <laughs> uh, you know, since he's got four court cases that start next year, um, you know, it's probably not going to go away. Plus, he is running for president, and right now in polls, leading Biden. This, it, I mean, there's a very good possibility that this could go on for another five or six years, or even past that, if he's elected president. And before all of you run out and say, oh, there's no way that he's going to get elected president, remember that was what was being said back in 2015. I Call BS says, little chuckle yesterday, hearing Trump got blasted in court yesterday for doxing judge's clerk and running his mouth outside the courtroom. Nice to know karma still catches up with bad people. I know. I know he's innocent, but nice to see someone who constantly lies, cheats, steals, misogynistic, egotistical, and just a flat-out bully get told to their face to sit down and shut up. Even Melania knows he's guilty. Good for her for renegotiating her prenup, which I guess, yeah, she did that earlier this week, too. I hadn't seen that. Um... Another uh, email, Mike at KBY.com. So nobody sees a problem with Trump being hushed. I find this ridiculous and more proof Trump is correct about what he's been saying all along. I can't believe nobody wants to acknowledge Trump's right and the justice system is very long, wrong, including certain judges. No name on that one. Uh, no name on this one also. Mike at KBY.com. The judge is letting Trump know that there is no First Amendment in America today for anyone conservative or leaning right. What you're not seeming to understand it's called the truth. Trump is telling the truth, and maybe he is the only one telling the truth. There is no defense against the truth. Uh, you know, some of what you said, I believe, with uh, t- saying that someone is is the girlfriend. By the way, he never said he's sleeping with Chuck Schumer. By, she's sleeping with Chuck Schumer, by the way. That was another false narrative. Um, he said he was the girlfriend. We don't know that that's true or not. My, um, my guess is that's totally not true. So... When you say there's no defense of the truth, you can't say that Chuck Schumer and the court clerk were boyfriend and girlfriend, unless you know for a fact that that is true. Otherwise, it's just an opinion. Yeah. Billy C. says, uh, Herman, Lilly, and Marilyn all voted to keep spot, but the minority of the majority rules. In the end, Eddie got his way. That's a, a Munsters oh, reference. I was going to say, it must be the Munsters, because I recognize yeah. those names from the Munsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark writes in, come on, Mike, your defense of Trump's right is, uh, is as usual, willful blindness. Hitler intimidated his opponents also, opponents also. Pretty soon, no one will speak up. You should be cheering the court. Um, Mark, uh, I am not uh, in defense of Trump's rights. The right to free speech isn't a Trump right. Trump right, it's a constitutional right. Not a Trump right. Uh, by the way, uh, your use of Hitler in this particular thing, intimidating his opponents. The judge is not his opponents. The judge is the overseer of the case. That is not his opponent. So y- your example doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I read these in the wrong order, by the way. Billy C. also said, so Eddie Munster got rid of his dog spot. 1313 Mockingbird Lane will never be the same, said Uncle Patrick McFester. <clears throat> Uh, okay. I, think, I think that's a congressional uh, <laughs> reference I'm starting to figure out. Uh, but uh, just, to, uh, just to be clear, Spot technically wasn't a dog so much as he was a large 
unspecified reptilian sort of creature. I, I thought he was like a dragon. Was uh, he a dragon? I, I think he might have been a dragon. Yeah, you just sort of see his, t- see his, like, his tail every now and then. Yeah. Um, text message at 208-336-3700. Trump has been disparaging this judge the entire time, saying things about the judge competence, saying he's a criminal, saying he should be disbarred. I, th- I think the judge basically took a stand finally. Trump can talk horribly about him, but his stuff or his law clerks, clerks are off limit. Uh, Trump thinks he's above the law. He thinks he has the power to do and say whatever he wants. He's now realizing that when you screw around, you're going to get screwed with. It's about time that Trump is held to the same standards that everyone else is held mm-hmm. to in this country. Somebody had asked uh, who didn't vote in that yesterday, uh, and it appears that it was John Carter of Texas, Lance Gooden of Texas, Anna Paulina Luna of Florida, Cory Bush of uh, Missouri, Nancy Pelosi of California, Mary Peltola of Alaska, and Emilia Sykes of Ohio. Now, we, we know that they didn't vote, but we don't know the reason why they didn't vote, if they just withheld their vote. Some of them, I know for a fact, were not there yesterday um, because they were attending the um, funeral of uh, Dianne Feinstein mm-hmm. um, in, in California. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, for one, said that she, that's the reason why she was right. not in town, and there could have been more that were out of town for the same reason. So we don't know if it was they just didn't vote or they weren't there one more yesterday. John says, hypothetically, they can now put Donald Trump in as speaker, then impeach Biden and Harris for dereliction of duty or just pure incompetence. There's also uh, there's already been that uh, thrown forward by uh, one of the uh, congressmen yesterday that he wants to nominate Donald Trump to be Speaker of the House. Yeah, you don't even have to be a congressman no. to be Speaker of the House. By the way, Donald Trump said he would be open to it. I don't know... <laughs> what what happens if it would have any validity of all at all if you would get enough votes from Republicans? I mean, all you would need is the Republicans. You don't need the Democrats if all the Republicans voted. 208-336-3700, pound mm, 670 on your Verizon wireless. Reasonably sure he'd get at least eight votes. <laughs> yes, you're not wrong. Uh, plus probably nine because the person who said that they were going to nominate wasn't one of the eight ah, uh, members that voted to get uh, Kevin McCarthy out. Uh, we'll talk more about that if you want to. Was this a good move by House Republicans? Uh, let me rephrase that because it wasn't House Republicans. Was this good a good move by the eight far-right Republicans who voted to remove Kevin McCarthy and all the Democrats to get Kevin McCarthy out of the speakership? Um, or was it a, a bad move, or do you think it was time because he didn't live up to promises he made when he won the speakership? Just your opinion today. I'm just curious what you think. If you want to weigh in, we'll talk more about that coming up. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us, chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. couple of text messages in. Uh, amazing how people scream about Trump lying, yet overlook the lies that Biden has told for decades, documented on video. Another text, uh, when did KBOI get so many Trump haters as listeners? Uh, I believe it was during the Trump administration. <laughs> Before he ran for president, nobody ever called and said they hated him. Even Democrats liked him. 
before he ran as a Republican president. Uh, Denny in Nampa says, I could speculate that those who didn't vote yesterday might have been trapped in that foyer and afraid to pull the fire alarm. Glad <laughs> you explained the real reason. Thank you, Denny. I enjoy Denny's... Uh, Denny, I, that's funny. I enjoy Denny's sense of humor. I really do. Uh, Denny, Denny wins uh, the emails so far this morning. There's still one more, one more hour to go, Denny, but that's a good one. Uh, Mario writes in, Mike at KBOI.com, says, Trump's statement was a sarcastic opinion. That's obvious. However, that clerk is just not a clerk. Do more show prep, and you'd have found that she is a very prominent Democratic activist. Which is still okay. Yeah. Like I said, if, if you're wondering, if you're just tuning in this morning and wondering, judge issued a gag order uh, yesterday after Donald Trump attacked the judge's law clerk on social media mm-hmm. and in comments to reporters covering his New York business fraud trial. Consider, this is from the judge, consider this a gag order on all parties with respect to posting or publicly speaking about any member of my staff. And Goran said attacks on his staff were unacceptable and intolerable. The only thing I asked this morning is, I had two questions. Gag orders usually issued to protect against influence of the jury or a possible jury pool. In this case, there is no jury. So yeah. um, my question was, is this a First Amendment problem? Only because, And I asked that only because, and it's in his own words, he says that attacks on his staff were unacceptable and intolerable. Is also, that is that protected free speech when you criticize people? Also, if you're any kind of uh, an officer of the court and you belong to a political party and somebody from a different political party is uh, on trial, you do not have to recuse yourself because that's got nothing to do with the trial. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying Trump is right. I'm not defending Trump for what he said. Um, I, I I've questioned his attacks. I don't understand. Like I said earlier this morning, why he keeps attacking and criticizing the court and the judge, knowing full well that this judge is who makes the final decision on his guilt or innocence, and then beyond that, also makes the decision on how much the punishment is going to be, how much money is he going to have to pay, is he going to have to get... It's like, why do you keep poking that bear? That's uh, that's the part I don't understand. Now, Um, my opinion on that was that I think he thinks he already lost the case, and it doesn't yeah. matter what he does in this particular instance. He's going to take his chances on appeal. To uh, borrow something people used to say about Manny Ramirez all the time, uh, that's just Donald being Donald. Remember how Manny Ramirez's mm-hmm. actual nickname was Manny being Manny? Yeah. Because he would do things that were completely out of off kilter with everybody else. But that was just him. Yeah, and you're not wrong. That is his personality. We'll talk more about this, uh, 208-336-3700. We'll also talk more about Kevin McCarthy being removed yesterday. First time a speaker has been removed. More of that on the way after news at the top of the hour. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. On this vote... The yeas are 216. The nays are 210. The resolution is adopted. The office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless for the first time in United States history. 
Speaker of House was voted out of their position in Congress. This isn't the first time the Speaker uh, has been forced to leave, but usually forced to resign. Mm -hmm. This time, voted out. And part of it was because he had agreed to the rules that would allow them to vote him out. Mm -hmm. His advice, by the way, to the new Speaker, in case you missed that this morning, if uh, he could give one piece of advice, what would it be? He said, get rid of that rule where just one person can call for the, your removal. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if that will be done here or not. Who could have foretold? Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We've been taking your calls this morning. We'll continue with that on your thoughts on uh, the speaker being voted out yesterday. Do you think it is a good thing? Do you think he deserved to get voted out? Matt Gates not happy that he worked. He said he worked with Democrats. He also said he was... Secretly meeting with President Biden, which McCarthy uh, vehemently denied, saying he hasn't talked to the president for months, um, but that he was working secretly secretly with the president on the continuing resolution uh, that was voted on last week. And so 12 total, no, I'm sorry, eight total Republicans voted for his removal yesterday. Matt Gates, along with uh, seven other Members, and then every single Democrat also voted for the ouster. So Matt Gates worked with Democrats to get the there, there were Republican out. There were Democrats that uh, were actually supporting him, or at least planning not to vote him out. And their party whip gathered them all together, and I guess explained some way that it would be advantageous for them. So they, you know, voted straight along party lines, voted him out. A former. Uh, Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, who also was one of the many Republican speakers who were forced to resign. Um, but he, he was Speaker of the House for about a little over four years. Uh, this was his thoughts on the uh, vote to remove McCarthy yesterday. Well, first, I think it's a very sad day because I think Kevin McCarthy is one of the most talented leaders I've ever worked with. I think that he accomplished an amazing amount for having a small majority and being having to take on both the Senate and the White House. And I think this is really a tragic outcome. Uh, this was a leader who both gained seats in 2020, gained seats in 2022, increased the number of women members, increased the number of veterans, increased the number of minority members, uh, and he had a vision for a better future. And let, let's be clear here, Sean. Uh, you know, if, if the University of Georgia Bulldogs were the number one team in the country right now, if you started a game and four of the members of the offensive squad decided they were actually on the Alabama side and began tackling your own people, you'd probably get them off the field. Well, think about what we saw today. Four percent, four percent decided they were so morally superior, so intellectually pure, so patriotically better that they would side with the Democrats, and that's what they did, in order to defeat the entire Republican House caucus. 96% of the Republicans voted for McCarthy. 4% voted against him. From my position as a longtime Republican activist, they're traitors. All eight of them should, in fact, be primaried. They should all be driven out of public life. What they did was to go to the other team to cause total chaos. We ought to be focusing on Biden. We ought to be focusing on the economy. We ought to be focusing on the border. Instead, you're going to get a week or 10 days of the media focusing on Republican disarray. 
It's an astonishingly destructive behavior by a handful of egocentric people who think they're superior to 96% of the conference. Now, I wish he didn't sugarcoat it. The fact that he compared it to a team and then kept calling it a team indicates what I had said earlier about Gingrich, that it's about winning and losing for him and your side doing it all by yourself and the other side doing it all by themselves, but never mingling. 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Your thoughts, speaker being removed yesterday, um, was it about time? Was it needed, or was this a mistake? Daniel and Eagle, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBY, listening on 670 AM this morning. Yeah, yes and no. Um, he made promises to the uh, far-right guys who managed to vote him out, and he didn't live up to his promises. He should have never made them. Um, but that being said, yeah, this is uh, moronic for him to be down. Them guys, you know, they should have met with him behind closed doors and uh, give him a piece of their mind. But even though he did not stand to his word, I think it was a huge mistake to go through this circus we're going through now. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Paul in Nampa, good morning. Listening on 670 AM, you're on News Talk KBOI. Hello. Hello. Hi, Paul. Did you call? Yes, Paul. What's on your mind? Good morning. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say it was kind of just a political hit job by the the gang of AIDS, as I call them now, (laughs) for doing what they did to McCarthy. But you could see it coming down the road a long ways away back when when they had to vote 15 different times. He didn't spend a lot of time between those votes talking to Gates. I think there's some bad blood between the two of them before the votes for him to become speaker. And I think he carried it over into that. And he has a grudge against him, and he, he followed through with his grudge. Thank and you for the call. Now we yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and you're right in the, uh, the part where they don't like each other. I mean, in the last month, there have been numerous times, according to sources, where they've been in closed-door meetings and have been heard screaming at each other. It was somebody wrote last night. They said uh, because the one thing that um, McCarthy had gone on record saying after Gates had, uh, you know, said he was going to uh, call for his ouster is he said, bring it on. And somebody said he's probably saying to himself right now, well, that didn't work. Well, I mean, I still get his his point of bring it on. I mean, how how much time can you spend on these attacks every single day where you just go you know either shut up or do something about it. in that case it sounds like uh just get it over with i wonder because you know to me bring it on sounds like i'm up for the challenge and you will not win yeah and he probably thought he wouldn't win would be my guess or would i mean and yeah uh, um yeah he probably thought i'm talking mccarthy here Mm -hmm. would would win and there wouldn't be enough votes um, and, and like I said, the part of the thing, whether, whether you think that McCarthy was in the wrong and should be voted out or not, uh, the ridiculous part of this to me is Matt Gates saying the reason he should be removed is because he worked with Democrats to get the continuing resolution. The only way the continuing resolution was going to happen is if he got some of the Democrats to vote yeah. with him, which they did to keep the government open. And that was his biggest criticism. Was he working with Democrats to get the continuing resolution? So what happens? Less than four days later, he works with Democrats to get McCarthy ousted. The same 
criticism he had against McCarthy, he now did to get something done that he wanted done. There, you heard it. There are only eight Republicans who voted to oust Kevin McCarthy. Matt Gates and seven other members of the Freedom Caucus. So probably a lot of them have that same opinion that uh, Gingrich did, which is that those eight are traitors, at least to the Republican I, Party. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was that. I mean, Newt made some really strong, that's a really strong statement. Yeah, at least he's not still bitter. <laughs> yes. Um, no name on this one says, um, why are you so upset with Matt Gates and not Patrick McHenry? McHenry is shutting down the House, and Dems voting with Gates does not make Gates a hypocrite. You yourself just said you can't get a bill passed without bipartisan help. Gates is a leader. The Dems followed. That does not make Gates a hypocrite. It makes you a name-caller. No, that's pretty much the definition of hypocrite when you claim that one person doing something is bad, and then you do the exact same thing yeah. and say that that's and not I, bad. I, I feel like the, the Democrats didn't think of him as a leader so much as uh, a guy from the other side that was doing something dumb that they could get on board with because it would be advantageous for them. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, you obviously listened a little bit earlier this morning, um, you know, when I said that you have to work across the aisle, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican in Congress right now, you have to work across the aisle or you cannot get any bill passed you cannot get anything done because you don't have enough votes the house has a very small majority and if they want to get something passed if they lose just a handful of votes then they have to have democrats to help get a bill passed in the senate there is a very small majority for democrats to pass a bill in the senate you need 60 votes you don't have 60 democrats so you have to get People from across the aisle. So you have to have give and take from the other party. You can't do it all by yourself. You don't have to give in to anything you don't particularly agree with, but you should sit in there and uh, continue to you know talk it out. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We got people lined up on the phone. Uh, Carl, John, Tom, stay right where you're at. I promise we're going to get to you. We have to take a break here. Don't forget... Uh, still, your chance to get your free tickets to the Boise State Broncos. Text the word Broncos right now. You've got about uh, 45 more minutes uh, to go ahead and do that. 45 more minutes to go ahead and text that in. We'll pick one winner at random to get those tickets for Saturday night. Uh, and don't go away. Still on the way, we have a $50 gift certificate we're going to give away uh, to uh, Bonefish Grill. We did not give it away during our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. So we still have that to give away this morning. Stick around. More on the way next. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 922, here's uh, a texter, Paul and Caldwell, thinks McCarthy got what he uh, deserved. McCarthy broke his promise to his party so that he could keep the billion-dollar pipeline to Ukraine going, the military-industrial complex, and Newt Gingrich and his buddies 401ks and offshore bank accounts. McCarthy is a traitor. People just aren't used to accountability. That's Paul in Caldwell. Well, he also kept that billion-dollar pipeline going that, you know, paid the people who worked for the government. Carl Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. So, Kevin McCarthy, I like Newt's 
uh, football example, Kevin McCarthy is like a quarterback who's thrown the ball to the other team to throw the game. How so? So, so he, uh, you know, he's going along to get along, putting us, we're $33 trillion in debt now. We're approaching a trillion dollars a year in interest on the debt. So we're getting to the point of no return. We're spending six and a half trillion dollars a year. And it was only four trillion like in 2019. So they're bankrupting us. And a few people are standing up against McCarthy, who's just being led around by Joe Biden. How come only eight stood up against him from the Republican Party? Well, are, the, are they all being led around by Joe Biden, too? Well, I think they're. I think that they don't realize how serious of a financial bankruptcy we're right on the edge of. I think I don't know if they sit down and do the math, but the numbers don't lie. I in, mean, in my experience, congressmen like, don't do math. Right. They're, they're putting that we're two trillion dollars more in debt this year, this fiscal year. That's uh, that's double what it was when we started blowing up the debt under Obama. Do you do you, you know? think um, shutting down the government, in your personal opinion, would uh, stop that? Um, possibly, but if we're so afraid of shutting down the government that we're going to, you know, <clears throat> basically let the kids just go wild with the credit card, then then sometimes you got to do something. I mean, you can't just say, okay, kids, take the credit card and run it up another 30000 another 40000 Pretty soon you can't pay the interest on the credit card, and that's where we're heading. There is one little problem with your analogy, though, that credit card companies actually uh, have a limit. You can only right. go to a certain point. Um, the government doesn't put those same limits uh, on. Uh, you can keep running up that credit card um, all the live long day. Thank you for the right, call. Thank right. you for the, uh, your uh, thoughts, Carl. Appreciate it. Uh, John, Baker City, we've got a minute, minute here before we have to take a break. What are your thoughts? Okay, I just want to remind that previous caller that the budget problem we're having isn't because of a new budget. It's because of what we've already spent. We're just paying the bill on what we spent. And furthermore, I think that this uh, fiasco caused by Gates is a, is the biggest benefit to the re, to the Democrats. It's almost like Trump shooting himself in the foot. The whole Republican Party is exposing the ridiculousness and the uh, pettiness and the immaturity of the Republican caucus, especially the Freedom Caucus. I've had it. I, mean, I love to watch them. It's my, it's the entertainment of the year to watch these. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I just hope it cooler heads. Now, Tom Cole, you know, talking about a speaker, Tom Cole seems to me like a pretty good guy. So you would you would support Tom Cole for speaker? I would, in a heartbeat. Now, what are your thoughts, um, because it's been thrown uh, around that um, Donald Trump might be uh, up for possibly being speaker of the House. What would you think about that? Well, you know, it's, it's stupid because, he, for number one, he doesn't want that. He wants to be president. He said he would be open why to he, it. Why would he want to labor in the uh, – besides, it would, I think it's just a typical example of stuff being fed by Newsmax, TV, 
you know, and it's probably coming out of Trump's campaign people just to divert us from what's going on today. I mean, God darn, the guy's a criminal. Well, not yet. He, not he's, yet, but he's, he's awfully darn close. He's been charged. He hasn't. He hasn't gone to I court yet. I, I mean, I don't don't get ahead of yourself. No, but I mean, don't you look at the news? Don't you watch what's going on? Yeah, I do. I do. That's why I said not yet. He, he's he's been indicted. And he's been charged. He hasn't been to court yet, so you can't say he is officially a criminal until he gets been found guilty of that. That's true. That is so true. And it's like the guy in Idaho killed those four women. He's not guilty yet. But my God, if you watch the evidence, how can you not think he's guilty? Gosh darn! <laughs> All right. No, not hey, sure. You guys have a good day in Idaho. All right. Okay. Thank you. 208 336. Uh, we need the, to take a break. By the way, Tom Cole is 74, which I believe is too old to be speaker, but he can run for president. I, I was going to say, I thought that was too young to be speaker. 74. I don't know. <laughs> 208 336. Like I said, none of them know their numbers anyway, so it doesn't matter. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, once again, as uh, we go to break here, um, keep in mind, you have about 20 more minutes to get in for the Boise State tickets. Just text the word Broncos, 208-336-3700. Phone lines are open. If you want to weigh in this morning, please feel free. Uh, we'll take more of your phone calls and emails. If you're on the phone right now, don't go anywhere. I promise we'll get to you coming up next after news. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. If you just have a few House Republicans against you and you're running for speaker, as Kevin McCarthy encountered in January, that can be a long, drawn-out process. And the Republicans I'm talking to, really on both sides of the political spectrum, the moderates and the further right of the conference, do not want a long, protracted speaker fight when they return next week. The likelihood of a Trump bid to become Speaker of the House is incredibly, incredibly unlikely. The only members we're really hearing talking about it are Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance. But we are hearing names emerge from other members, and one of them is Steve Scalise, the number two Republican in the House of Representatives. Jim Jordan is also uh, another person who has thrown his name into the uh, hat why, why possibly I, next week. Why do I think when they say Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance, all they mean is literally Marjorie Taylor Greene? Um, well, she's not the one that brought him up in the first place, so it's not just her. Okay. And I can't remember the name of the congressman, and it was a man who said he was going to uh, nominate Trump. Um, I, think, I think my point would be if, if they're saying people like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I would say. And who is that? Who is like Marjorie Taylor Greene besides Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene? Yeah, that's a good question. She's kind of one of a kind. Um, I, 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 my opinion here is, and I don't know what's being talked about. We've heard from sources because there were thoughts that Steve Cleese wouldn't do this because, what was it, six weeks ago he announced that he had cancer and was fighting yeah. uh, blood cancer. However, there were sources that said that he, were, he was making phone calls uh, as of last night trying to drum up support for the speakership. Well, he, he, he could be beating blood cancer. I, who knows? Yeah. Um, now, there is no cure, by the way, for blood the, cancer? the cancer that he has. 
What what cancer is there a cure for? It's um, well, there's quite a few. Um, well, there's treatment. Prostate, yeah. That I mean, you can go into a remission yeah. and get rid of it. Or multiple just have line, it removed in some way. Multiple myeloma, also known as Kaler's disease, type of blood cancer, no cure. Mm-hmm. Treatments can slow its spread. Sometimes make the symptoms go away, but it never does. Uh, completely uh, go away. I don't know what his health is like, but the fact that you have sources saying that he was looking for support, um, I truly believe that if he if he wants the job, he may have the easiest um, pathway through to get it because um, he's majority leader. Uh, he's liked by conservatives, respected by moderates, um, and I think he would have about the easiest time of being a leader. Uh, being the speaker, I thought rather. you were going to say, and tolerated by Democrats. And tolerated. I don't know if he's tolerated by Democrats or not. Tom and Emmett, listening on 670 AM. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Sorry about that. You got adding on to the subject there. Hey, uh, Jim Jordan needs to talk to Dennis Hassert. You guys will not mention Speaker Dennis Hassert. Yep. Looking to Dennis Hassert because it's not going to be repeated that he's in jail for from left and wrestlers. Anyway, uh, Liz Cheney is laughing her ass off at this bunch. I, you know, uh, when Kevin McCarthy spoke the truth for the week after the January 6th, then he crawled back to Donald Trump. He cannot be trusted anymore. You guys could have been over this whole nightmare and have a normal party, a normal conservative party. Last night, they're looking for a conservative. Not a single one of them mentioned the tremendous huge debt that donald trump ran up donald trump ran up in four years what obama ran up in eight years with obamacare thrown on top of it so uh i think your conservatives the ones that used to back the blue but now they support in a group that beats law officers at the capitol i think your conservative uh your definition conservative has gotten kind of wild out there so you think there's only eight conservatives in the uh, House of Representatives right now? Oh, God, no, they're not conservative. Look at Matt Dates' little Dayton record. He's about as conservative as my, my rear end. So you don't think there's uh, any conservatives in the House That's hard for us to judge, by the way. Conservatives have been used as a way to beat up on liberals that believe in Social Security and Medicare to be paid. You know what I mean? I, I'm on Medicare. I'm on Social Security. Greatest program this country ever passed. By a liberal Democrat. The Republicans, despite what they say, if they have a little bit of luck, maybe they can go and put some dinks into this program. But 90% of your Republican older people enjoy that program to no end. But they'll never admit that it's a Democratic program. I think, by the way, Hastert got out of jail about six years ago. Thank you for the call. Harry, but New yes, Plymouth. He, but yes, he was in. Listening on 670 AM. Good morning. You're on News Talk. KBOI. Did you say my name, Harry? Yep. All right. Hey, I uh, live over here on the Idaho-Oregon border, and I've been trying to get some answers from the Department of Agriculture, who is actually, I have information that they are the ones that control the inspection stations for water crafts that come into Idaho. Mm-hmm. And and if I go into Oregon on I-84, Oregon has a check station at the rest area. But if I go to Oregon and come back on our one of our main corridors, 84 freeway, I come back from Oregon into Idaho, there is no checkpoint 
at the rest area across the river. And I've tried to get a hold of somebody months ago, several times, about this, why they do not have an invasive species watercraft inspection on the Idaho side. They have one in Marsing. They have one down out of Twin Falls coming in on 93. I don't know about other areas. I don't go there much, but... I'm trying to figure out why now we're going to be spending billions of dollars and dumping toxic waste into the aquifer of of Idaho and why we're doing that instead of maybe spending half that much money to have a check station at the Oregon-Idaho border on I-84. Yeah, I have have no answer. I would uh, say call your uh, congressman. Well, I've called about everybody else this morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just come back from I just come back from Oregon on a vacation, and I, I like I said, I just happened to get back where I could listen to some local news. I'm sort of an older person, so I don't keep up with all the stuff on the internet. But uh, if well, Harry, Harry I, will, I will tell you, you're doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, ignore the and internet and keep it I, right here on News Talk I, TBY. I agree with you about the inspection stations too, because we've got those quagga mussels again. Yeah, uh, I think that's what he was talking about. Yeah. Is that you know down in Twin Falls are going to be putting in? Uh, I can't remember what the name of the product was to try and uh, kill them. Um, but yeah, the only thing I can tell you, uh, I don't have an answer for you, is uh, call your call your congressman see if you can get them on it. Uh, Holly in Homedale writes in, Mike at KBOI.com, says, Mike, I see a picture of you on your Facebook page being very comfy with a woman who isn't your wife. How's your girlfriend doing? That's your love child photobombing the pic? Question mark. What Trump posted is as much an opinion as me wondering about your pictures. It's gross, uncalled for, and nothing but salacious slander, and has nothing to do with the First Amendment. You degrade the First Amendment by even trying to compare if Trump stuck... To the facts in this case, I would agree and defend his posts, but he doesn't. Two things you're missing here, Holly. Number one, I don't care what you say about a picture on my Facebook posts. Um, they're public. My wife sees them all the time. So I don't, I don't have a problem with what you see or even what you say. The other th- difference here when it comes to the First Amendment, all right, it's protections against the government. Not protections necessarily against you saying something. Um, you can't be punished by the government, and, and that was the question I asked this morning when it comes to that First yeah. Amendment right for Trump. But Is he being punished for saying his yeah. opinions or posting the pictures? But you can certainly be sued for slander. That's you fair. can be sued by slander for slander, but you can't be punished by the government. That's that's a difference. So if you want to say disparaging things about me as a private individual, I can sue you. If I can prove slander or that it harmed me in some way, mm-hmm. that that's the difference when you talk about the you, fir- First Amendment. Or as you put it in writing, it's libel. Yeah. So that that's a difference. And by the way, if if you want to say something about my pictures on Facebook, uh, go ahead. Anybody can look it up. By the way, uh, Mike Casper with a K. If you want to check out uh, my Facebook posts at any time. Um, another uh, email, Mike at KBY.com. Just look at the first time in history events that has happened, including lifelong politicians quitting and being fired. We have President Trump to thank for that. It's called cleaning out the swamp, just like he said he would do. Who else could do such a thing? Uh, Luis says, so Matt G. ousted Speaker McCarthy for working with the Dems 
and Dem president, uh, the help of the Dems in the House, and only 4% of Republicans. What is happening? We are in a bizarro world, LOL. Uh, we could be. That's a possibility. I mean, there are always leaps and bounds in, uh, in quantum theory. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way. However, as we go to this segment, number one, I need to remind you, it's your last chance to sign up for the Bronco San Jose State tickets Saturday night on the blue 208 336 3700. All you have to do is text the word Broncos. Final chance to do that before we pick a winner from everybody who has texted during the allotted time this morning. And as we go to break, I promised we did not give away our $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. Didn't get an answer to our damn near impossible question this morning. So right now, caller number six at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Caller number six. You're going to get that $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. Dial carefully. Good luck. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Nine fifty-one. Congratulations to uh, Amy Ricks. Never won anything ever before. Congratulations, Amy. She's going to be enjoying uh, Bonefish Grill. By the way, I just sent out a text message uh, uh, to our uh, winner today for the uh, Boise State tickets. That winner, Tom Bennett of Boise. Congratulations, Tom. You have yourself a pair of tickets for this upcoming Saturday game. We'll get in contact with you, tell you how you can get your tickets. Don't forget, Nate Shellman has more chances for you this afternoon. We will have another chance for you coming up uh, again. Uh, tomorrow morning for you if uh, you'd like to get the Boise State tickets for San Jose State game coming up here Saturday night. Some emails to get to uh, this morning. Tim writes in, Mike at KBOI.com, says, Part of me is nervous about removing Speaker McCarthy, but part of me is optimistic because maybe this will be a kick in the pants needed to break up the status quo. Politicians talk about making changes, but usually it turns out to be just talk. That's from Tim. Um Kind of a similar uh, statement from Idaho Boy says regarding the removal removal of Trump or between uh, regarding the removal of the speaker. Sorry, I'm a bit on the fence with this as I think we're at the point where we need some chaos to break the status quo, which is why we are here as a country in the first place. I also wonder what other option would have there been. It seems like letting him continue as speaker would just keep the uh, monoparty status quo. Also, did Gates actually work with Democrats or did they just vote with them without talking with them because they saw a potential advantage? Yeah, and that's that's what I said, that I don't think they necessarily worked with him uh, so much as just said, hey, look, uh, they're in somewhat disarray. Let's vote. Let, let's vote him out. Yeah. Although, you know, uh, the, the only trouble with voting somebody out, it's nice when you have somebody else chosen already. Otherwise, you really don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you could replace him with somebody that would be even less effective. Well, you, you, they did get something good out of it. They got a week vacation. That was that was the second thing that the Speaker Pro Tem did. Uh, first thing was to take away Nancy Pelosi's office, move her out, and the second thing he did was uh, send every all the house home until next Tuesday. Well, you know, lucky for them, I guess. I mean, 
God forbid, we have uh, a quickly approaching continuing resolution that will go out uh, uh, the second, what is it, second week in November, and the government would shut down if we don't have an agreement yet. Now, I mean, that, that still means that there are going to be, you know, when they get back, if they can choose a speaker by Wednesday, and the thought is now, according to the Republicans, they'll come back Tuesday with the people who are putting their name in to be speaker, and they will vote on Wednesday. Now, if they can get that done by Wednesday, they'll have only wasted one week's time. <laughs> Which is... Uh, they'll still have four weeks left. Way below their average. <laughs> they'll still um, have four weeks left to work out a deal. Eric writes in, isn't the problem with Trump's post that he doxed the clerk and published her phone number, Instagram page, and other personal info that can be taken as a call to action by his loony followers who may want to cause her harm? That isn't free speech. He did not post her address or phone number. He posted her picture that she took with Chuck Schumer, called her girlfriend, said it was repulsive, did not post the address and phone number. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure where the story is coming from. I don't, he, I don't either that know. He gave that a bunch of her from. vital information. but That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for the phone calls and emails. This is a fascinating uh, discussion that we had uh, on both subjects today. Um, we do have some emails we didn't get to. We can get to those again tomorrow morning, but appreciate your thoughts. Um, we'll be on a 20-hour break, and we'll do this all again.